Rinaldo writes poetry in a changing Cuba. Chuck gets stranded on a deserted island. Jackson paints through his demons. The Marquis secretly publishes erotica. And Maximus seeks vengeance in the arena. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Best Actor, 2000. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The Academy Award. Not yet, Jack. The Oscar goes to... The Oscar goes to... The Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Russell Crowe. We're back. We're back. We took a break. We took a break while the country was deciding what was happening. (laughs) Honestly, Um, I needed it and it was, it was such a brief moment of elation and now my stress eczema is back. Did I tell you this? No, but it makes sense. Yeah, my stress eczema is back. Um, Dining's closing in LA. Um, our I, COVID numbers are just uh, shooting through the roof. Yeah, I feel really um, bad for rest. I mean, we've, I've, Maddie and I have been talking about this ad nauseum. This is not a political podcast. I'm not going to get into no. it. But I do feel really bad for the restaurants that like invested in like outdoor dining. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I also don't know. You know, when people are like, you know, it's not because of outdoor dining; it's people going to house parties stuff. And I don't think that's not true. I don't think that's not. But true. it's also like you can't tell people they can't go to their homes. Yeah. So unless we're going to have people going door to door and being like, How many are, are there more people in here? Does everyone live here? Yeah. Um, which honestly, maybe we should. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else you got. You got to close stuff down. Yeah, I guess. And let me tell you, um, I work at a shopping establishment and uh, the outdoor, bad Italian outdoor restaurant, there's always like 40 people waiting in line that, to get one see, of those See, that's the thing. That chairs, so. They did like a thing that was like, oh, 15% of COVID cases have been linked to whatever. And I'm like, here's the thing. It's like, I feel like it's, I know the restaurants that like you're taking into account also the shitty restaurants who right. are like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're at half capacity. And I'm like, you're not though. <laughs> you're, you're on top of each other. Yeah. There's too many people here. Um, also my dog has diarrhea. That's another thing that's super fun that's happening. Oh, cool. That's another reason why I have my stress eczema. That's okay. It's she, okay, Scout. She's staring at me right now. She's embarrassed that you said that. I know. She's like, wipe my butt. She's walking away. Nope. Oh, I'm so, I oh I blew up her spot. Yeah. Everybody now knows she has diarrhea. Yeah. Sorry, Scout. She's still very pretty. She is truly you look at her face and you're like, she's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And then you look at her body and you're like, oof, she's just Yeah. She's still recovering. She's in a recovery mode. Yeah, I mean, I wish <laughs> she's still riddled with tumors. But yeah. anyway, that's a different that's a different story. So this is what we're doing. We're um, God. Wait, I feel really bad. I feel like we brought it too low. Yeah, I just we talked about COVID. The lows are low. We talked about my dog's tumors. Yeah, let's let's just say some something nice. Oh, um, I mean, I just told you this. I'm an uncle. I was waiting for you to bring that up. Yeah. I was, I was, that's what I was prodding you um, with. I'm not going to go into it too much. You know, I'm not going to say names or anything because that's all their information to release. Great. But, um, but she is um, cute. I saw a picture. And uh, yeah, so I'm an uncle, a uh, friend of the podcast, my brother, Andrew Jorzak, who was on our 1964 episode. Um, Had a baby. Ma- mazel to him and his mazel. lovely wife. Um, my parents bought, my, here's another thing. My parents bought a house in Bend, Oregon. So oh, did they? If anybody out there is familiar with Bend, I don't know. Look out for Mike and Deb. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. Um, I feel like Mike will be just like riding a bicycle, like yeah, he's big juggling knives. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, my father has been suffering sort of a late. It's I. It's definitely not middle life. No. Um, late life crisis? Uh, mid to late mid, mid to late life crisis. Mid is being very generous. <laughs> yes. He's, yeah. He's, We're in midlife. We're. So. <laughs> yeah. I guess like it, it, it's just such a funny thing of like he's like retiring and is just not doing well with it. Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, I am, you know, I've been you're forcibly retired. You're in semi-retirement. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, forced on me, much like he is too. And I could not be enjoying it more. Yeah. Um. So that brought it back up, maybe. I don't know. Um, we're going to talk about some performances. So this is actually 
probably what Megan and I should have been doing all along because we both went to the prestigious Tisch School of the Arts at New York University Can and studied that on the de- I and don't studied like, acting. So, as opposed to going through all these years and talking about the filmmaking, which yeah. we don't know anything about, nothing. Um, Honestly, we should have really been um, just grinding on performances. Hey, Craig, because these people <laughs> don't know as well as we do how to act. Hey, Craig, I have news for you. Yeah. If you think that you haven't been grinding in on performances, yeah, just been true. talking about these, yeah. You, you're living in a fantasy land because yeah. we definitely have been. Yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna shoot back 20 years today, and we're gonna talk about the best actor race for the 2000 Oscars. Well, 2001 Oscars, 2000, 2000 year, year 2001. Ceremony. I just want to make sure in case people were confused about that, and the, that they're just jumping in and they haven't seen how we usually do things. Yeah. So I actually kind of went. We're having it. We're having it. I just want to set the scene. Yeah. We are each having a, a glass of Beaujolais. Mm-hmm. Um, not a Beaujolais Nouveau. Don't anybody come at me, wine snobs. Yikes. <laughs> if you could have seen my all my friends I listening. Looked, all my friends I listening to, to this, an imaginary my, audience. My few friends listening to this podcast. If you could have seen Megan's face when she made that joke. <laughs> You, was it a joke, though? You you would, whatever you're listening on, your computer, your smartphone, you would have just thrown it into the nearest See, large body, body of water. water. I feel like something would have come out of your body. I yep. feel like whether it be barf, yeah, piss shit, <laughs> or just eye gunk, it would have been upsetting. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. So I said I already said shit and piss in the first. Yeah. My mother's gonna be barf. You said diarrhea me. multiple times. I did say diarrhea. Well, that was in regards to a dog, though. Everybody, everybody's familiar with dog diarrhea. Sure. Certainly, everybody in my neighborhood is familiar with dog yeah, diarrhea. Because uh, if you think that's getting picked up, this podcast has definitely taken a turn. I'm so sorry. You're it's, really I'm, working <laughs> blue. I'm sorry. And if there's one thing you should have learned at the prestigious Tisch School of the Arts... It's a cheap way to go. It's very cheap. Yeah, I'm sorry. This isn't an early 90s Jim Carrey film. No. Oh. And this is prestige drama we're talking about. Wait, before we get into that, can I just say one thing? Listen, I haven't watched like SNL on the reg for Uh a long time. But a couple weeks ago, um, post, post Biden win. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey was on SNL and he did, he, he was playing Biden and he did, you know, and everything, there has to be a winner and a loser. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that shit does not get old. That is some funny fucking shit. Do you think they only cast him as Biden in the hopes they would be able to use that joke like seven episodes later? Because I I can't think of any other reason. Worth it. It doesn't look, yeah, he doesn't look like it. He's not like a particular. Sudeikis is. Biden was so much more Biden yeah. than what Kerry was doing. Yeah, he's not so. doing anything about it. But here, but my, but the truth is, is like that. It is worth it for that moment because yeah. that really gave me a teehee. That yeah. really, that really gave me a. Gave you were me like, a wow, this performance is smoking. <laughs> <laughs> also great, guys. Let's bring back that like fun. These just the late nineties. I mean, we're going to get into it today with like this yeah. this kind of slate of. Of uh of best pictures yeah. pre nine eleven yeah this was the last Oscars before nine eleven it was great you yeah. know what was great before nine eleven yeah also before Pandy before Trump all sorts of before before but my we, stress we live, eczema we live after all those things now <sighs> um so here's what I've done um we're gonna be speaking about all the Oscar nominees um and then. I gave Megan and myself both the opportunity. Wait, the Oscar nominees for best actor for best best actor. Yeah, sorry, actor for best actor. Um, And then we'll do best actress next episode. Okay, great. Um, GTK. Yeah, good enough. Um, So we're going to talk about the five nominees, and then we each had the option to bring in one other performance, one other male performance from the year. Mm -hmm. Um, Which we both do. We didn't have to, but we both did. Um, suggest something Mm -hmm. that we will also go through. But the first thing I thought would be interesting is I looked at um, six additional nerd alert, like major awards Mm -hmm. just to see who they chose um, in terms of their nominees. So let's just say the Oscar nominees were Tom Hanks and Castaway. 
Javier Bardem in Before Night Falls, Ed Harris and Pollock, Jeffrey Rush and Quills, and then Russell Crowe won for his performance in Gladiator. But so I went through and I looked at the Golden Globes, I looked at the SAG Awards, the Critics' Choice Awards, mm-hmm. and then a couple of critics' bodies, the National Society of Film Critics, Los Angeles Film Critics, and New York Film Critics, just see who they chose. So I, sure, thought, sure. I thought I'd start the episode by saying who those people are, so kind of looking like at a bigger group that perhaps were considered for the Oscars. I hate the way you're doing this, by the way. The the same way that I made the Beaujolais joke, joke, I don't care for this. Great. Whatever that is. So these were the the nominees for um, Best Actor in a Drama at the Golden Globes. It's very hard to take you seriously, too, when you have like a ponytail in the front of your face. Yeah. Well, my hair's very long. Yes. So we've got Javier Bardem, Jeffrey Rush, Russell Crowe, Michael Douglas... Douglas. For Wonder Boys. Oh, God, yeah, Wonder Boys. And then Tom Hanks actually won the Golden Globe for Castaway. Not surprising. The comedy nominees were Jim Carrey for The Grinch. Mm. John Cusack for High Fidelity. Mm, Good one. Brendan Fraser for Bedazzled. I mean, that's a yikes. (laughs) Mel Gibson for (laughs) What Women Won. It's not that funny. <laughs> I mean, just like that movie, it's not that funny. And the Golden Globe went to George Clooney for Our Brother Where Art Thou, and we'll circle back. Mm-hmm. We'll circle, circle back, back on that. We'll circle back. SAG nominees, Crow, Hanks, Jeffrey Rush, Jamie Bell for Billy Elliot. Oh, what a, what a fun... And this is actually interesting. The SAG award went to Benicio Del Toro for Traffic. Benicio Del Toro won Best Supporting Actor this year for Traffic. So oh, he was considered a lead a... at SAG. He was... Everywhere else he was supporting. Hmm, interesting. I don't... Can I tell you something? I, I'm conflating his role in that, I think, with his role in... Um, what's that one with Blake Lively? This uh, Savage? Savages? Savages, I savages. didn't see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the was, Counselor? Yeah, I don't really remember him in... In Traffic? traffic. Ugh. Um, I don't remember a lot so, about that movie other than Topher Grace doing like freebasing or whatever. Right. Critics' Choice in 2000 just named winners. They didn't have nominees. It's mm-hmm. before it was a big TV show. So Russell Crowe won the Critics' Choice. The National Society of Film Critics chose Javier Bardem. The New York Film Critics chose Tom Hanks. LA Film Critics, Michael Douglas. Wow, all different. All different. Interesting. Um, so maybe let's jump in. Let's talk. Um, you know, I would say, you know, we probably won't. These episodes will not be as long, I don't think, because we're kind of just talking about the people. If you want to know more about our thoughts on just 2,000 movies in general, we did a great episode with our friend Alexander Amin um, on 2000. Megan and I actually chose Almost Famous as the best film of 2000. Easily. By, by a, we all, didn't we all choose that? It was very easy. Uh, she chose Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, but, no, it's um, almost famous. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry to her. It is, it's, it's it is almost, almost famous. famous. But Almost Famous will not come up in this discussion because really all of those performances were considered supporting except Patrick Fugit, who was not, not in, in, the, the conversation. in the conversation at all. So uh, let's jump in. What uh, you, you have a movie you want to start with of these performances? Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. We talked about whether we wanted to start talking. I mean, let's peek behind the curtain. We're going to talk best actress after this, but probably yeah. release it at a different time. Um, I wanted to start with best actor because I don't think, and I guess I think best actor and best, excuse me, my husband is opening <laughs> loud bags behind us. You think maybe that could, you could wait? <laughs> Okay, he says they can't hear that. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, I, I think both of these are actually interesting. I said, you know what? Uh, scratch everything I said. I think they're both interesting categories in that, unlike other years, mm-hmm. for me, no one ran away with it. Yes. I, I, um, I think I mostly agree with that. Okay. Like, there's, there were ones where I was like, definitely should be nominated, uh, you know, whatever, but there was not, there was not a huge... St- Stand out like big gap between right. whatever. Um, I guess the movie I want to start with is the first movie I watched because I had not seen it before, which is Pollock. Great. Because Marsha Gay Harden, I mean, we're not going to talk about supporting. Uh, we only care about leads. We only care, we only care about, as somebody yep. who only plays leads, yes. I only care as, about as leads. As the two of us who have only ever been cast in lead, lead roles, roles and lead commercial roles. I mean, that, that honestly, the, if the face on me, I got to be lead. I'm going yeah. to steal the spotlight. Right. Uh, I mean, Marsha Gay Harden, I had never seen this movie. Um, Marsha Gay Harden is phenomenal in it. She won and she mm-hmm. should have. She was, she's so good. Um, and I love her. 
Ed Harris is interesting. Um, so this it's a biopic, obviously. Biopic, passion project. Really? Of Ed Harris's? Yes. Okay. That he also directed the film. Okay. Very, so many things are crystallized for me now. Yeah. Very, very clear. Very, very clear. Um, I mean, about this movie I wrote, we get it. Pollock has some problems. Yeah, sort of an asshole. Sort of an asshole. Sort of yeah, an asshole. and part of it is, you know, substance related, and, you know, mm-hmm. we don't blame him for that, but also he maybe was sort of an asshole. Yeah, and also, like, a br- well, again, we talk, like, brilliant artists are always, like, my favorite writer, Ernest Hemingway, yeah. sh- apparently shot himself in front of the phone so that his wife would have to step over his dead body to get to the phone. I mean, this is alleged, but... Right. Um, yeah, great artists tend to be pretty troubled in mm-hmm. other, you know, beyond just substance, whatever, which is why I know I'll never be a great artist and I'm fine with that. Um, cause I'm not troubled at all. Except for the stress eczema. Except for the stress eczema. Yeah. That is troubling. Beyond that. Um, yeah, it's just very, biopics, we talk about this, it, biopics are hard for me. Yeah. I like Jackson Pollock's work. I think I think particularly like a lot of times when you get biopics, the whole idea is like troubled artist, and I think yeah. that's the hardest sort of biopic for me. It's not my favorite kind of performance. Like I think Ed Harris is good in this movie. He's good. It's not that he's bad, but there's there are these moments throughout that it's like, and this is the big acting scene yes, where exactly. I overturn Thanksgiving dinner, exactly, or I you know have my breakdown and I start screaming, and it's not my Cry, favorite thing to watch. Brother. It's not, yeah. and, and that's I think that's why I loved Marsha Gay Harden in it right. so much because she's provided such a grounding thing. Like even when she gets upset with him, that scene where she's like. Again, we're not talking about Marsha Gay, but that scene where she's like, and you need, and you need, she it, it's very restrained right. as opposed to he just kind of like lets it all go. And we've talked about, and we'll talk about this in other performances, like that's never, I don't think that's as hard. I don't yeah. think that's as hard as being a little restrained. And um, yeah, it just, after, it's, it's a good performance. It just is grating after a while. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean... Uh, I do think the end of the film, uh, spoiler alerts for a 20-year-old movie and a 70-year-old death, mm, but yeah. <laughs> um, Jackson Pollock um, dies in a car accident, and it's very unclear. Historically, the movie makes it seem like he's basically committing suicide. Mm. Um, I think probably that's not definitely known. Um, but first of all, rough year for Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> oh, my God. Jennifer Between her Connelly. heroin addiction and Requiem for a yeah. Dream and... Um, that scene, I think, is his best scene in the movie because I think it is it is terrifying. Yeah, for sure, for sure. When and they're it, just in the car and they're just screaming for him to stop driving the way he's driving. Yeah, um, I think, and because it's very restrained. Yeah, like you don't see like like he's kind of emotionless. Yes, he's point. not emoting in yeah. a, in a huge way. Yeah, oh, Jennifer Connelly, um, she bums me out a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's if of all these movies, I'm not going to tell you to run out and see Pollock. No. Um, Especially because, like, I if it was, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes, and I'm trying to think of biopics. Like, Walk the Line is a really great example of a biopic that for me really works because the performance is so. I think Joaquin Phoenix takes that to a different level, right? And I think and and it ditto uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. And I think for that reason, that movie for me is a little bit elevated in the world of like. Uh, it's again the the beats are the same, right? He's troubled, yeah, you know. In the end, actually, that ends up happy for him. But like, but those those two actors kind of make it more interesting. Um, it does just seem like any time a movie like this is announced, you kind of know, oh, they will only want to do this because they were shooting for an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. And, and we've got, talked about it over and over again. You know, like that's, Ray. Yeah, and this is not like. I don't. I. I would say none. Of, none of these performances are bad. You know, none of these are like. You know, Megan and I have been very clear about our feeling on um, Bohemian Rhapsody on this podcast in yes. the past. But it's nothing like that. It's not good, guys. <laughs> it's not. I know that's not like a crazy. That's yeah. not a, a scandalous take. Uh, right. But um, so it's nothing like that. No. But um, yeah, it's 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 a good performance and a fine movie. Yeah. But on to the next. On to the next one. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about quills. Oh, quills. I forgot how, like, fucked up this movie is, yeah. kind of. 
Like I remember because the I remember enjoying it when I saw it for the first time. And I remember, and like when you gave me the DVD, the pull quote is like sexy and fun. And I'm like, is it though? It's like not. You know what's sexy to me? Making a paste out of your own waste. Yeah. And painting a dungeon with it. Yeah, that is not sexy. Also, like, again, not about Jeffrey Rush, but like on the list of things I don't want to see, it's Michael Caine like raping a child. Like, I don't want right. to see that. No, I'm no, so no. sorry. I yeah. don't. Although it was, I will say it was sort of interesting to see Michael Caine like in that mode because I feel like now he's just always like... He's everybody's favorite grandpa? He's everybody's favorite grandpa. He's like the old man who helps in Children of Men and then dies. You know, like that's the role. He, he's, he's Alfred. Albert. He's yeah. Alfred, yeah. Um, so in this I was like, ooh, evil Michael Caine. I actually think Michael Caine is maybe the best performance in the movie. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, Jerry Ru- I mean, again, this is another. this is another example of... This and by the way, it has my girl in it. Kate Winslet, my all time, yeah. my all time fave, uh, Winslet, um, and she's oh, so beautiful and mm-hmm. so great. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix is great in it too. The honestly, I think it's, this is another example of like, and I love usually love Jeffrey Rush, and he's so great in Shakespeare and Love, and I think he generally is a little more restrained. He's playing the Marquis de Sade, yeah, and he's playing at the cheap seats in the back, right. Absolutely. And I also think, I wonder if he had not won an Academy Award four years before, if they had, would have tried to run him. Did he for, win for Shakespeare in Love? No, he, ran, he won for Shine. Oh, for Shine. Oh, God. <laughs> Whitney fucking Tubner. <laughs> She's calling Whoa. right now. She's like, beep boop, bop boop. <laughs> Shine was good. No, it wasn't. Um, but if he hadn't won, I would, have, I would not have been surprised if they'd run him in supporting just to see if he could just win his award because this is almost not it's sort of Joaquin Phoenix's story. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's about um, Joaquin and, and Winslet. Yeah. Yeah. And and the dynamic and honestly the dynamic between Winslet and I mean I'm sorry, uh Joaquin and um Michael Caine. Yeah. Because the performance is not I mean this is one of my very favorite movies, A Silence of the Lambs, but there's something about the Winslet Rush relationship that's very much Anthony Hopkins. 100%. Jodie Foster. 100%. In that... He is Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. He's a means to an end. Yeah. And if there were... If it was a slightly smaller taste of him throughout the movie, I think maybe it would work better. Because it does um, end up being a little too much. It's a bit much. And again, again, I really love him. And I do like this movie. Yeah. Um, it's It's... I mean, again, it's interesting. It's... If you haven't seen Quills, it's about the Marquis de Sade is like later years when he's like in an insane asylum and writing erotica. And um, it's like, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Also, the Marquis de Sade, like they keep trying to make him like the the center of movie. He's a fucked up character. Yeah. He he was in jail for like raping small children. Yeah, for and, like pedophile, pedophilia and yeah. yeah. It's not a it's not a he's not he's, he's not, not a, fun a funny yeah. cool dude. Um so it's weird. But yeah again it after a while it grates on you. The yeah. scene when his wife comes to visit and she and he kind of just has like a whole monologue about like this and that and slaps her around and everything. It you don't care about again, it's not it's not Rush's fault. It's really not. It's the right. way that it's written. You don't care about him um so much as a character. So this whole this whole hand wringing of oh I'm in the insane asylum and whatever it, it it's, And I think it's we're supposed to me. we're supposed to feel like some connection to him because he does um have this affection for Kate Winslet's yeah, character but then we see him point. we see him treat his actual wife so poorly yeah. you're like well also he's not good to Kate Winslet yeah. he directly is involved it's his fault she gets spoiler alert <laughs> murdered. murdered and the only reason you know the especially at the end too it's we're supposed to all think we're supposed to think the the proof that he really had affection for her was that he never uh, took her by force. He never right. raped her. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Finally, um, someone in the Marquis de Sade's <laughs> life that he did not sexually not assault. Raped. Yeah. But the truth is, is uh, we're making this sound like a, it's, it's a very interesting movie. I think yeah. there's, there's some, there's some cool stuff there. Um, I they just, definitely take a lot of um, licenses with the Marquis de Sade's life yes. as well. Like he, the way he, Parishes in the film is not 
true to life at all. Yeah, he didn't uh, no. choke on, on his own fucking... bit off tongue. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it's uh, it's an interesting movie and worth it for Winslet alone, my my beauty, my love, and my life, and um, a little evil cane. And a little evil cane. Although, fast forward, I do not like seeing him rape a child. Yeah. I mean, a teenager. Yeah. That's a child. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, that's a no from me to Jeffrey Rush, too. Yeah. That's a no from me, dog. Yeah. I think I like Jeffrey Rush when, because he definitely, I saw him in a play on Broadway um, that was, he was great in it, but it was very much like a larger than life character. And I like him when he's a little more Me too. pulled down a little more. Yeah. How do you know, sort of how do you know it'll be all right? You're supposed to say it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Can we talk about the other no from me dogs? Yeah. Um, no from me dog singular. And that's, I'm skipping to a uh, spoiler alert, Russell Crowe in Gladiator. Yeah. Who won. Um, you know, listen, I like Russell Crowe. Yeah. We all love Russell Crowe. Yeah. He was incredible in The Insider. Don't remember if he won. Did he win? He did not. Okay. I don't so remember we should, we should talk about. We're kind of doing this stuff more in a bubble of just judging like performance itself. But I think historically we can talk about, you know, so a lot of people believe yeah. that part of the reason Russell Crowe won this year for Gladiator was a makeup because he did not win for The Insider. Right, 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 right. I, that's... That's you know what? That's why I asked you that question. That's what I was getting at. I yeah. remember that. Um, so when we talked about which again, I mean I, th- that doesn't age badly at all because Kevin Spacey won in 1999, <laughs> <laughs> and we had to give him a second Oscar. We had to give. I him mean, if eye. only we know then what we know now. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I think we all agree um, that that guy sucks. <laughs> um, here, so do you think he'll do another like a Thanksgiving video this year oh, as um, Frank like, again? I'm coming back. God, that was so upsetting. Can you believe I'm doing the southern accent for no reason? Honestly, I... I I've lost myself <laughs> as Frank Underwood. The more you do that, the <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Frank no. Underwood here telling you. you I'll be at a pool no. party at Brian's no. Singles. <laughs> I pause and I let you do more and I don't like it. Stop. Christ almighty. Uh, so the other thing too, when we talked about this in 2000 is, we, I mean, we talked about the movie Gladiator, which is a fun movie. It is. Yeah. A, if that is, if you know that what? is I on like, TV. I, I rewatched it. I was like house, we were cleaning the house most of the day yesterday. And, um, I, uh, I just put it on in the background. Cause I was like, I've seen Gladiator before. I watched it two years ago for the sure. podcast. You know what? It's perfect in that setting. Yeah. I was like, it's even better if I'm not sitting here paying attention to the whole thing. 100%. Cause Every once in a while, I'll just stop and be like, oh, he's, this is where the tigers come out. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to stop and watch this for a second. Or that part, that one part where Joaquin Phoenix puts his thumb down. Yeah. You know? That's all fun. We yeah. love that. That's fun. Um, and this isn't a bad performance from him at all. No. It's just kind of a nothing. It's just, yeah. it's, he, it's mostly action. Yeah. That's the, for sure. The, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's ju- that's why it's interesting to me that the crit- what critics gave it- gave it to him that's bananas. The National Society of Film Critics. Sure. Okay. Was that it? No, I think it was Critics' Choice actually. Okay. Critics' Choice. I mean, I don't know. Is that like People's Choice? Because no, it's. I think it's on. I, don't, I, I never know any of the nominees for People's. I think Choice. Critics' Choice is broadcast. Okay. Critics. Okay. Well, so listen. like Rex Reed. <laughs> Who also probably like loves Big Bang Theory. Okay. Yeah. And Richard Roper. <laughs> don't don't hate on Richard Roper. Um yeah, I just think uh it's it's just it's it, it's neither here nor there. It's not a bad performance. It's it's not even it to me is like almost not even a performance. Right. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. That's that's not debatable. Even in A Beautiful Mind, which is a movie you and I both actively dislike. Right. He's good in it. Yeah. This is just doesn't require him to do anything than like yell and be like, I am Maximus. Yeah. It it is. It is one of those things that at the time, I don't think people thought it was as weird because he is good in the movie and you know, it it was not super, you know, we'd only really known of Russell Crowe probably for five or six years at this point, but he was a huge movie star. Um, I would say like gladiator is like maybe not even in his top 10 best Performances like no. if you really went through and watched all of them, you'd be like, I mean, yeah, this it's a great movie star performance. I think, yeah, um, he is cute in it. He's and by the way, I looked at pictures of him winning the Oscar. He is he was so cute. Yeah, less, just him walking through the wheat. Yeah, yeah, he's less cute now. Yeah. You know what? Time comes for us all. Yeah. Um. 
You want to talk Castaway or you want to talk Before Night Falls? Um, let's do Before Night Falls first because I, yeah. this is the one movie that I had not um, seen. Right. Um, so if you guys haven't seen it, it's about a Cuban um, writer mm-hmm. whose name I'm Ronaldo. Yes, something like that. Uh, we're bad. <laughs> no, we're not good at that. We're not good at doing a podcast. Arinas? Arinas or something? I believe his name. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> every time. It's it's worse every time. Yeah, that time, that got more into, like, Jake Brigant's territory. Um. Anyway, he is, like, super gay. Gay AF. Um, and it's about, uh, you know, <laughs> spoiler alert, it sucked... To be, it was not great to be Reynaldo Arenas. Reynaldo was not Arenas. great to be a Cuban, a gay Cuban poet during the Castro regime yes. coming to power. Yeah, coming to power. Again, it's a. I mean, I say this is a biopic, obviously, mm-hmm. um, uh, a different type of one because one uh, somebody that I hadn't heard of before, somebody sure. that I didn't know. Um, I mean. Here's the thing. He's great in this. And yeah. and 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 I and I say that because he I don't know if it's just cuz I don't think it is cuz he's young. Bardem. This is like his first English language movie, I think. Yeah. Um he his physicality, he's very like gangly and kind of like awkward in it, which is interesting because the Bardem that I know is like very sexy right. and very confident and very assured, like the way his physicality in movies now, and maybe even at the end of um, Before Night Falls is so different from like him, young Ronaldo right. sort of coming like in Havana. Well, I think even of- though he, you know, he was nominated here, he's nominated again in 2004 for The Sea Inside. Um, you know, he really takes everyone's attention in No Country for Old Men, which is could not be more different than different. the role he's playing in Before Night yes. Falls. And, and also, like, I think about Skyfall, too, and how sure. he's such a, yeah, whatever badass in that. Um, he And Vicky Cristina Barcelona, which yeah. is another one of my favorite. Like, he's just sexy in that movie. He's very sexy in that movie. And, um, yeah, this is an interesting performance from him. It's a different shade of Harvey Arbidem that I yep. have, not, have not seen before. And, um, I mean, he's... He's great. It's it's really interesting because we talk about it like in comparison to some of these other performances. If we had known about if this movie came out in 2020, for instance, yeah, um, it would have seemed like him reaching for an Oscar. Yes, because it would have seemed like him trying to do something completely different than what we know him from. But knowing it was before, it's really interesting yeah. for me. I think he's very good for most of the movie, and then I think there's a brief segment. Um, in the latter half of the movie where it's like documentary style. Yeah. And I think he's incredible in that portion. Yeah. And then he gets sick. And it's never really said, but he clearly it's has AIDS. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just very affecting, I think. He's, the way he, uh, he uses just his physicality and stuff like that, he seems like he's extremely ill. Like, yeah. And it's not... I mean, and this is taking nothing away from Tom Hanks' performance in Philadelphia, but it's not even the same, um, like, literal physical transformation. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, he doesn't look all of a sudden, like, gaunt, like he's lost a ton of weight and stuff like that. Um, it's just uh, all in the performance. No, he, that is such an interesting thing that you bring that up at the end there, because that is, I think that's what gets, that's what gets him this nominee, for this nomination for yeah. me, is his is his physicality yeah. because he doesn't have there a lot of, so much of it is internalized right. and so much of it is honestly inscrutable because a, but some of, there's a lot of voiceover, which yeah. I think takes is tough because that, I don't think the movie, I think he's better than the movie. The movie doesn't work for me on a whole, uh, yeah. as a whole. Um, there's even some, the, even the part, even Johnny Depp's cameo where he's just like stroking his cock shit. through his pants. I literally said, is that Johnny Depp? And it fucking was Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. As a crossdresser, is that woman? No, wait, it's somebody else. No, he's like a police officer. He's oh, like right, right. He's a, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. He's the yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Trying to. Um, yeah, it doesn't work for me, but I think his. I think more than anything, in the narration also. I get why they needed what that felt like they needed it. It it takes away. Yeah, I don't think it works. Um, but 
he yeah, his physicality and the way he carries himself from the beginning of the movie to the end is different. Yeah. And I think it is impressive. Yeah. It, and it shows the actor that he is going to become. For me, this isn't this isn't the one. Right. This isn't this isn't my pick, yeah. you know? Um, but well deserved nomination. Yeah. And and my favorite of the ones that we've talked about thus far. Yeah. Um so that would mean if your your favorite is Tom Hanks and Castaway. I gotta say, it's it's so boring. It's like whenever we pick Mer- Meryl Streep for stuff, right. I'm like, Bleh. but like he's fucking great. Yeah, he's fucking great in this movie. He's so. I mean, everybody knows Castaway, but he is. I don't know. Why don't you talk about it first? Because it's I. I you know it's funny because I I literally the other night we were gonna. Maddie and I were like, we're we're getting, we got food. What do we get? We got sushi. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, we got sushi. We picked it up, and I because you and you started feeling like we, this is like if we caught a fish yeah, on an island. It's like if we like had if, it, and like what would we do? With like it? if we had been like on a FedEx freighter jet. Mm-hmm. Remember when he cooks that crab though, and I'm like, that crab looks good. Yeah, that's like basically what we were doing, right? And oh, oh, and um. Maddie surprised me and he ordered me a little bit of uni, which is like my favorite. Oh, that's um, very nice because it's uni's expensive. It is expensive and it was just like a special occasion and yeah. that we were still alive. <laughs> 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 um, but um, yeah, so we ordered sushi and I was like, well, I need to watch like part of Castaway. I yeah. was like, we need to, I, like, I got to watch a, a, a chunk of this because. You know, whatever Tom Hanks and we, I was, he was like, sure, sure, sure. We put it on, and goddamn, if we didn't watch almost the whole thing, right? The end when he there's he shut two, it shut it down after after he left Helen Hunt's house. Shut he it didn't down. Need to see him driving, s- driving and, and going delivering and, the package. Yeah, and, and having the chat and the whole thing. We don't need any of that. I although need, you know, they the like the whole idea is probably that they think he ends up with that woman. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Don't care. Not important. Not important. Um, I fast forwarded through that and just the, you know, he's at a crossroads, whatever. Um, but up until then, man, what a great, it's, it's, it's a great performance. Yeah. Great performance. Obviously he's all by himself aside from Wilson, who is terrific. in the To act, to act against a volleyball and to make you feel really sad when that fucking volleyball floats away. Right. Is a feat in and of itself. What all sad. (laughs) There's a reason why that was like a yeah. a meme before there were memes. Yeah, um, yeah I I liked that movie more than I thought because I remember I didn't revisit it this time because I watched it at the very beginning of the year when we were doing Tom Hanks stuff. Right, I think. right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually liked it better when we re- when I rewatched it than I had it the first time I watched it. Yeah, um, me too. It's a great film. Yeah, um, and he's really good. And and again, understated. Yeah, that and movie it, should be like two hours and ten minutes instead of two hours and yeah thirty two minutes. Zemeckis, get on it, uh, Bobby, Bobby. But you know, I have made fire is also such a fun like yeah. what a what an interesting line read of that like what an interesting ri- line read for right. him to do, and then just I don't know all the stuff too with Helen Hunt is like uh you know he just feels very real and very lived in for me. I don't know. Tom Hanks is, it's annoying, but he's fucking good. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. We like Tom. And this was actually, Castro is like sort of the, you know, he he's done good, you know, he's still doing good stuff every once in a while. But that was like the end of like probably maybe the best run an yeah. actor has ever had. Yeah, we talked about Like this. from, you know, big through Castaway is yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, so the Academy Awards do not rank performances the same way they do pictures. There's oh not God, a rank, ranking. There's not a rank based system. But if you had to rank the five nominees, how would you rank it? Oh shit. Well, I think I would put um Russell Crowe at the bottom, right? Because just again, these this is no shade. No shade to any yeah. of them. Russell Crowe and then um uh probably Jeffrey Rush then um Jackson Pollock. <laughs> Ed Harris. I'm sorry. And then Javier Bardem and then Tom Hanks at top. I think I would go um, Rush at the bottom oh, okay. and then Ed Harris. 
Oh. And then Crow. Oh, okay, okay. And then I think I'd go Hanks and then Bardem. Wow, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Well, close enough. Yeah. Um, I think Hanks is great. You know, he already had two. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, like, we're going to get into it. I wouldn't give it to any of these people. Interesting. I think I would give it to Bardem. I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about a couple other performances we each um, suggest to somebody, but I think I, I think I would give it to Bardem. So I'll tell you who I give it to, and it's George Clooney. I think this is my favorite George Clooney performance, legitimately, mm-hmm. in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, I mean, the movie's great, obviously. He's playing a real character. Yeah. And the thing about George Clooney is he sometimes gets a little carried away with the character right. of it all. I don't know if it's because this is one of the earlier, like this is one of an earlier, I haven't, when this movie came out, we hadn't seen, we had just seen him be kind of handsome. We hadn't right. seen him be like character or yeah. whatever. Um, but I find this performance charming as fuck, very charming. And also, um, pretty subtle, like considering the crazy, like hick character that he's playing, like I'm a dapper Dan man. I'm a dapper Dan man. No. It's oh, he, he oh. we're in a tight spot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're in a tight spot. Yeah, it's so fun. It's such a fun. It's so fun, and I think he really. I think a lot, and I think this movie really hinges on him being good because if he, he's the centerpiece, it's a, definitely an ensemble. There, you know, it's the story of the Odyssey. Whatever right. they run into all these different people, um, and John Turturro and um, uh, three names What's Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. Um, are also great, but they have kind of the their. It's not their story really so much, so they have sort of more of the leeway to be a little kookier, mm-hmm. and um, and and but and George Clooney fits in well with their kook, while right. also sort of like providing like a, a home base yeah. and a, and a driving force, yeah. and his and his relationship with the Holly Hunter is great too. I just like really dig him in this movie. I think it's a stretch for him. I don't, I think it's a stretch for him. And I think it's, um, again, it reminds me of like, um, remember in the, around this time, I guess it was like Anchorman or I don't know, those Will Ferrell comedies where everyone, every few, I'm sorry, there'd be sections where there'd be, they'd be improvised Mm -hmm. and people were like, Ooh, they were like let off the leash a little bit here. And it was like fun and funny. And then later on, like they, the movies, those movies became like fully improvised and it's like, Oh, they're not, it's not funny. It's actually not, you know, it's good as a script. It's fun. That's kind of how I feel a little bit about like George Clooney and other people were like, Oh, you, uh, you were, you were a little more unsure of yourself. It's like yeah. it's Steven Spielberg making Jaws and having uh, uh, budgetary constraints. Right, you're a little more unsure of yourself. You're a little green, and so because of that, you're holding back just a little bit. And it's it works for me. Anyway, that's my pick. Oh, brother, we're out there, George Clooney. Um, I think he's great in the movie. I actually kind of I would not give it to him. And I'll tell you what, I disagree with like a fundamental point of yours. And the reason I wouldn't give it to him is because I think if you remove. John Turturro or Tim Blake Nelson from this movie, it also doesn't work. I think but I don't you, think that's. But I I agree with you. But I don't think that's on him. I think that's it's nothing. On it's definitely not. It's definitely nothing on George Clooney. I'm just saying, like, to, for me, it's that that threesome that makes the movie work. That each of them are is bringing something different to it. Okay. And if you take any of them out, which is why I can't say it should go to Clooney because I feel like it's kind of like a three headed monster there in okay. the middle. I, I, you know what? Good point. No. Yeah. Good point. Disagree, but agree to disagree. Yeah. But I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you and I'm taking it in. It's also not my, I mean, I love like goofy Clooney, um, but I mean. I actually don't love goofy Clooney, yeah, which I, is why I'm surprised that I like yeah, his performance. I mean, but Danny Ocean and, I out, like of, and, and out of sight are my, are my, are my oh, preferred oh, yeah, Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Maybe those are better. But I but I but I don't like Goofy Clooney, which is why it's telling that I like him in this. Yeah. Um so the movie that I suggested uh the actor it was not nominated anywhere for anything, which is a shame. Um and it's Christian Bale on American Psycho. And I partially just wanted to revisit the movie cuz I don't think I'd seen it in like 15 years. Yeah. Um and it's um it's a good performance. And you know why I like it, I think, is because it's also, this was Christian Bale's sort of like breaking out of like newsies. Yeah. 
Um, so people, Santa Fe, <laughs> are you there? Do you swear you won't forget? You know, there's me? a difference between like him doing that and like feeding a cat you, to an ATM. Would you let me? <laughs> that is very true. Um, but because of it, you know, he's able to like kind of do this like methody, like bonkers performance. But I feel like it's the same thing you were talking about where there's something that he's not quite as like sure of himself. Mm. So it doesn't feel at times so put on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. A lot of this performance for me is the teeth. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is his smile and his teeth. And he kind of falls back on that but in a way that I find charming. Yeah. Like, in a, it, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, I, I, I a little bit see him, his like young actor mind being like, yeah, this is the thing that this, this is like my character secret, like he, his teeth. But I'm, I'm here for it in, in a, in a weird way. When I was in college, my, fa- I'm very embarrassed, truly very embarrassed <laughs> to admit that my favorite writer was Brady Snellis. I, I was a big Brady Snellis fan also. Loved him, loved yeah. Glam- Glamorama, loved all of this shit. I mean, this book is great. The movie, I don't think entirely works. No, I agree. It, it just, I don't know how you do make that sort of work, but it, it, for me, my favorite part of I, the movie, the book's great. I'm sorry. My favorite part of the book is when is the the chapters where he's just talking about the music, the mm-hmm. bands that he's like killing to. And for me, that is the, my favorite part of the movie. I will say yeah. that is my favorite part of the movie too. He really sells that shit. Yeah, he does. I actually think like he sells those monologues way better than like he like I don't love his like breakdown to the lawyer completely like that's completely. that's where it feels like the most pushed completely yeah the him him sort of relaxing back into I'm a I'm a psychopath yeah this is my character secret is my teeth and I'm a psychopath and I'm going to talk about Huey Lewis for yeah. five minutes is so so enjoyable to watch. Um, the in-between stuff, this sounds weird, but the stuff that's not the murders <laughs> are like, is more boring. Yeah. Um, although Matt, Matt Ross, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Yeah. Matt Ross great in it. Reese, young Reese. Young Reese. She was so cute. So cute. Um, I mean, I would, Clooney for me is more of a push personally, but I, I definitely would put Christian Bale over Jeffrey Rush. I can't believe you wouldn't at least nominate Clooney. 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 Because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm still going to push him to win. Yeah, I know. I get it. But again. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm still going to push him to win. So I'm definitely going to push him as a nominee, especially over. Of course. Yeah. Russell Russell Crowe, apparently. Yeah. And, yeah, and honestly, Jeffrey you were Rush, not entertained. I, I was going to say, I was. <laughs> God damn it, you took my show. <laughs> I was going to say to you, but were you not entertained? Yeah. But it seems like you were more entertained than I was entertained. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is a weird year that we started. I mean, we we did this year because it was twenty years ago. Uh huh. But it's a weird year to start with because I don't think anybody runs away with it. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it makes total, like, I think well, how we should end these episodes uh, is, are you mad? Like, oh. are you mad that Russell Crowe oh, won God, Best I Actor? I love that. I love that. Uh, am I mad? No. Yeah. Same here. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. He wouldn't have been my choice, but I get it historically why he won, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. He's not a bad act. He, he didn't, you know, he's no Rami Malek. Yeah. And it's not a bad performance. It's just not the movie that should have gotten him there, but that's fine. Yeah. And happy for everybody that else that got nominated. And truthfully, we briefly touched on Michael Douglas and Wonder Boys, uh, which is a great movie. I think that performance is fine, um, especially as in the pantheon of Michael Douglas performances. Right. And, uh, and George Clooney and, um, and Christian Bale. Guess what? They all had great careers yeah forward. they're all fine they're all fine they didn't need to be nominated yeah so they all have oscars in fact oh god they do yeah michael douglas already had his yeah so Clooney and bale would win theirs so. later on so um i did want to before we um before we shut down the best actor conversation um 
I did want to uh, make note of in Pollock. Uh, you texted me while you're watching Pollock, oh, uh, yeah. and we we decided we needed to make sure this was on the podcast as well. And you said, "Marsha Gay Garden is amazing in this." It was oh. just you know it was an autocorrect. <laughs> And we have decided um, when this is all done, mm. there's probably going to be a lot of empty restaurants. Mm, so already, Meg and I will be opening a WeHo brunch spot called Marsha Gay Garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, come on out, come get your pancakes. Yeah, um, we come get them. your huevos rancheros. Yeah, we should name them all after like movies she was in. Like, okay, I can think of a few. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a good pun was- with Mystic River. <laughs> What's the one with, uh, what was the rollerblading one where she was the mom? The rollerblading one? With Ellen Page. Whip It? Yeah, she's in Whip It. That's easy. Like, that's like. Oh, that's just like Whip like, It. Oh, get some, get some pancakes like with you, Whip It cream. No, it's like a, it's like, it's, it's like a Belgian waffle with Whip It cream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an easy she's one. In, I think she's in Mona Lisa Smile too. Yeah. Yeah, Mona Lisa right. pies. I don't know. Mm, that's, that's not, not good. good. Yeah, that's not good. We'll um, think it. Well, you know what? I'm, we're going to workshop. We're going to work on it. If you guys have any good Marsha Gay Harden puns for our brunch restaurant uh, mm-hmm. that go along with her movies or characters mm-hmm. she played, um, that'd be great. Please just send them our way. Tweet yeah. at us. Yeah. Um, you that can, will be the next. Yeah. Venture. You can follow us at um, the Oscar should have gone to um, on Instagram or Facebook. The Oscar should on Twitter. Um, our plan, we're going to be back, uh, in one week with the best actress episode. So you don't even have to wait multiple weeks for another episode. Isn't that so nice of us? Yeah. Just bang, bang two in a row. Um, you're welcome. Let us know what you think. Megan, you have anything you need to plug? Uh, no, I'm on, um, uh, Instagram at Murphy Megan and I think, right. It's Murphy Megan and, uh, Twitter at too many Megans. That's it. Any movies you want to recommend from this year? Uh, No, I'm like really stuck on just like, like again, I'm just trying to get out of November alive. I'm just trying to watch my, my great British bake off and just, uh, you know, I do recommend the nest, Um, not the net, not the net, the nest. But do you also recommend the net? I haven't seen the net. You've never seen the net. I'm spiked. I'm so sorry. You've never seen the net. I don't think so. I mean, if I have, it was literally 20 years ago. Oh God. Watch the net and let's just do an episode about the net. Okay guys, but watch the nest starring Carrie Coon and Jude Law. Oh, I do like Carrie Coon. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. But is she, but is she a Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock's in the net. I know. I know who I know who's in the net. <laughs> uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.